I'm Roberto Baldwin, and welcome to the Stupid Podcast Ideas Podcast, where we take our worst podcast schemes, talk about what they could have been, and then promptly send them to the trash heat of hubris. A new podcast will be available every Tuesday and Thursday until folks decide they just don't want to talk to me anymore, which should be any day now. Now, today's episode is sponsored by my cats screaming at me from the other room. It must be feeding time because they're pissed. Well, welcome everyone to podcast number seven, and my guest today is founder of A Girl's Guide to Cars, Scotty Reese. How are you doing, Scotty? I am doing great, Roberto. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, you know, home. <laughs> <laughs> like we all are. <laughs> Hanging out at home and... Um, and connecting with each other on the phone. And I think that's the thing that surprises me is the telemarketer calls have stopped. And so every time my phone rings, I have to answer it. <laughs> that That is most, yeah, that is true. I, I, I was getting probably about eight to 10 scam calls a day pre-pandemic. And now I might get one or two. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, that we, that apparently scammers are sheltering at home as well, and they don't have the system in order to push a button to, to hassle me. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, my, my um, conspiracy theory mind uh, has it that there is some rule that they're not allowed to do this in some sort of, uh, you know, when our, our country is in some sort of emergency state. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if they really um, are illegal. It's illegal for them to make those calls right now. And then when, you know, when we're, there's no longer a state of emergency, they can do that. But, uh, but I have enjoyed that piece. But now when the phone rings, I have to answer it. Which is, is I'm not used to talking to people on the phone. So I, you know, I call people all the time for, I, I'm just, I, I'm a, I, just tell me about this thing because I can get to them quicker. Um, but I, I'm talking to more people more often. Like most of the time I was just texting. I would text to, you know, family or whatever. Now I'm calling them. Or they're calling me. Like family very rarely call, um, which is fine because that's just how we are. Um, they're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing fine. <laughs> yep, we get those calls too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so how are you dealing with the stay-at-home order? That's there, and that's sort of the big question for. So we're we're doing okay. Um, and there's so I will share my bad parent side. Um, I have a daughter who's 18, and she is about to graduate from high school, and um, everything has been canceled. The whole the rest of the senior year, like they went to spring break, and that was it. No senior festivities, no prom, no graduation, no nothing. I guess she'll get her diploma in the mail. Um, so I have loved having her home. <laughs> She's about to go to college. And I'm, it's very bittersweet. There's a part of me that feels so sad for her to miss all of the things that she's missing senior year. Um, because you remember, it, it's such a big thing. There's so much going on. Their academics start to wind down a little bit, and they really get to enjoy the, the, what they've earned 
all mm -hmm. these years in school. So I'm sad that she's missing that, but I'm so happy to like hang out and watch TV with her every night yeah. and have dinner with her every night and go play, you know, go for a ride or go for a walk with the dog, that kind of thing. So um, on the one hand, it's, you know, it's tough. I mean, we're all kind of getting stir crazy and, and want to get back to life. But on the other hand, I feel like this is such a precious time that I get with her and with my husband. Um, so on the other hand, I, you know, we're, we're doing fine. As long as everybody's healthy, I'm cool. He's <laughs> always around. He's not going off to college. <laughs> yeah, he'll be around. But, you know, it's the family time is pretty nice. So, but we're doing good. You know, I miss um, business travel. Um, I miss seeing all my colleagues. And I think that's the, the nice thing about what we do is we don't really see each other until we travel. But then when we travel, it's very intense. We'll spend, you know, a good two or three days with a lot with our colleagues, dinners, lunches, breakfast, that kind of thing, drive time. And I really enjoy that. So that's, the, that's one of the things I'm really missing right now. Yeah, it's a very, con I don't think people realize how, like, how condensed everything is and how very uh, tightly scripted our lives are once we get on a plane. Like, once we're on the plane, everything is segmented out in 15-minute increments. Um, yeah. But in the, within those increments, like, we, we get to see our friends that we know from other, from other publications, and we can talk, and we drive with each other. But, yeah, yeah. it is very weird to see a, a group of people um, all the time and then suddenly you don't see them at all. You see them on Twitter or, or, or with this. And stuff. Or yeah, Zoom conferences. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zoom conferences. Um, my niece, it's, it is her senior year in school. And yeah. I, I, I was a very bad student. I was actually kicked out of regular high school. <laughs> I, never had the, I never had the prom or like sort of that sort of senior year like experience. I did, gra I did have a graduation. Um, but I only went to it because my mom was very upset when she found out that I hadn't ordered my cap and gown and everything. Cause it wasn't like a regular big school graduation. It was just like, Hey, five of you are graduating. Let's just do it on this day. Um, and so I, I did, I did do that, but it was very like, Roberto Baldwin. Thank you. And then three <laughs> other people. And then we all stood there for a picture. All right. Bye. <laughs> Took off my cap and gown. Yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a, a process and a um, um, protocol to so many things that we do, and when you know, especially even for kids, they, I mean, they start this whole graduation thing in preschool. You know, they graduate from preschool, then they graduate from elementary school, and then they graduate from middle school. So um, they, you know, they're kind of used to it, and they're used to being, you know, kind of put up on the stage and treated. Special, so yeah. you feel bad for them. But the good news is, there's college next year, and yeah. she's very excited about that. So, so that's been the the uh, silver lining there is thinking about college. Yeah, and spending time with you and watching television. Yes, and hanging out with me and watching TV, which yeah. I think is a pretty good consolation prize. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can put like a little prom on at home. <laughs> We did not do that. You know, there was a virtual prom and we did not do the virtual prom, but, and I kind of regret that. I wish we had, because I think it looked really fun after the fact. I was like, wow, that looked like pretty amazing. So it was um, John Krasinski and uh, there were a bunch of musicians and it looks really amazing. So I was kind of sorry we didn't do that, but 
uh, hopefully there'll be more because it was a little bit early and usually prompt like our prom season in May. Right? Yeah, it's in May. So hopefully there'll be something. Maybe our school will do something where they can have a virtual prom. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, so let's uh, let's get right into your podcast ideas. Uh, okay. Well, I think you just I think you just um, uh, said one a minute ago that is like probably the the best stupid podcast idea. Um, and that is pissed cat. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the things that piss off cats. <laughs> Everything yeah. your cat angry. Like, What's like them sometimes are like, okay, I'm done. And yeah. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so, they're just so funny and you never know. And then, you know, they don't have really long memories. So, you can kind of get them back. You can, uh, you know, you put out some good food, a little fish, maybe uh, some good toys. Then they're like, they have so much um, character. Then they, you know, they want to make you remember that they're mad, but they still want the toy. <laughs> it's like your first college, like, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. So I like the idea of pissed cats. But the ones, so the ones that, um, the one that I love the most, the, the stupid podcast idea that I, I like the most, and it's a podcast that I could see going down the, the, the road of building this, and then once you get there, really regretting it, mm -hmm. and that is a podcast on complaints and complainers. And you think about how um, freeing and liberating it is to complain. Yeah. And people, people complain. They want to complain when the service is bad. They complain when they don't get what they want. They go on Twitter and complain. They send an email to customer service. They sometimes even pick up the phone and make a call and complain. Mm -hmm. And then um, once they're done, they're done. Mm -hmm. And so the, these poor customer service people, they have to follow up. <laughs> they have to follow through. Like once a complaint has been put in, then they have to, they have to complete that process. Did the person mm -hmm. respond? What was the resolution? Um, and when you hear people start to talk about their complaints, this is what kills me. Um, you know, the complaint with um, say a credit card charge that, you know, they are disputing or something didn't go well with a travel arrangement or, you know, the, the hotel, something goes wrong with the hotel room. And then they go down, they are going down through that whole rabbit hole of finding a solution to this complaint. And they start to tell you about it. And at first it sounds interesting. And then a few minutes into it, you're like, um, how do I get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so would the podcast be, um, like would people call in with the complaints and then you would listen to them and then you would stop them at the point where no one cares anymore. So when they tell their friends or like, well, wait, stop, no one cares anymore. <laughs> you got to condense this focus. It could be really fun if you um, make light of them mm -hmm. and their complaints. I think you could have a lot of fun poking fun at people who are complaining um, because a lot of complaints are really um, one side. Um, one-sided or poorly formed and or you know just selfish or whiny um so i think you could have a lot of fun making fun of these people but at the same time imagine the torture that you're going to take on social media <laughs> for making fun of you know the grandmother who couldn't get you know 
couldn't get a resolution her c cable working yeah. and is just furious and spent all this time trying to get the cable company to come out and and fix the problem and then she calls to complain to tell you all about the experience and then you're making fun of this grandmother who can't get cable <laughs> well, i think you, what, what you could have is you could have people who would call in and clearly the complaint is not a real complaint they're just a jerk <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have the person who would call in and have a valid complaint. Like every way you look at it, you're like, okay, you have been wronged <laughs> right? you deserve, and you deserve satisfaction. <laughs> and I think if you, if you can like, you get people to call in and I'm sure probably about 80% of the complaints are just people being, they were in a bad mood when they got there or they're just narcissistic or they're self-important. You know, they, they've created this situation that really didn't exist. And then you'll get those 20% of people who be like, well, isn't this happened? And then the manager kicked me and then I was pepper sprayed. And all I asked for was a, was a, a, a refill of my Coke. And I promised I would pay. <laughs> right. And then you would say, that's a valid complaint. As long as you see the, as long as you have the option to say, you know what, that's, that's valid. I think you're, but cool. I think the, uh, the, the biggest danger are, the people who will call in are the ones who love to complain. <laughs> so, so they may, may or may not have a valid complaint, but these are the people who love to tell you. And think about it when you go to a family event, or you go to a, you know, office party, social gathering or whatever, there's always somebody who just loves to complain and they will complain. They will bend the ear of anybody who will listen. And that those are the people you're like, okay, I have to get away. I have to get away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am the worst person to complain to, especially if they're a member of my family, because I will push back and be like, wait, hold on. <laughs> and then they're like, but you don't know. I'm like, ah, that seems more like your fault. Like you really blew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you go back there. You don't deserve their service. I don't like to talk about my complaints because I have to live through it all over again. So if I had an issue with, you know, the cable or whatever, um, when I'm done, I am done. I do not want to revisit that. So, sometimes it actually comes back to haunt me because I don't make notes or even articulate like how I came to that resolution. Mm -hmm. So I might have the problem again. <laughs> uh, I need to go to the rigmarole all over again. Yeah, and I got to repeat the whole process, and I don't remember exactly what I went through because I put it out of my mind so quickly. So, um, so I don't like to talk about complaints, and I don't like to hear other people complain. But um, you do, you hear them, but and you, you try to be a friend, and you try to be sympathetic. But um, so I, I think that could be that could be a, a really fun podcast. But I think because it's a lot to talk about. Um, you could have an, you know, an unending line of guests, you know, lined up to, to tell their stories. Um, and so a couple of, um, a couple of sites that are Instagram channels actually, that are really great. If you like to complain or you like to read other people's complaints and just kind mm -hmm. of leave it at that one is called passenger shaming. And um, I highly recommend that you look up passenger shaming on Instagram because that's where people post um, photos of people doing things they shouldn't be doing um, when they're traveling. So, you know, the, the guy who puts his big smelly feet up on the uh, armrest of the seat in front of him or the, you know, the passenger who 
puts all his bags right in the very first bin and then walks to the back of the plane so that people who are seated there can't put their bags up. And the guy who's like really mean and nasty to the flight attendant or whatever, those are the people who people will like snap a photo and post it on this uh, and hashtag uh, passenger shaming. And then that um, page will pick it up and post the photos. So that is some fun uh, voyeurism. Another one is called um, Next Door. I got to look at it. It's called yep. Next Door Overheard. Do you know the, the site Next Door? Oh, yes. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are things that people post in there, um, just, you know, crazy things like just saw my neighbor run by my Nest doorbell naked or whatever. And then they'll they'll post these things on next door and then people will screenshot it and post and hashtag next door overheard and <clears throat> it gets put on there. So um, I don't know if you can search by neighborhood, but you certainly can find a lot of the things that people are doing that they shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw my neighbor stealing packages off my porch or <laughs> whatever it was. So those are, so those are some fun ways to kind of voyeuristically go through people's complaints and not have to respond. <laughs> That's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so, uh, so what I see is you, you have a show, you have people call in, uh, like I said, probably about 80% of the people will be wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, the, you have to set a time limit. They have two minutes to tell you the story. Oh, that's a good idea. That's if you don't idea. have a time limit, they will go on and on. And you got to, people have to learn how to get to the meat of the story. Mm -hmm. Then you, uh, you'll do this for five episodes and you'll hate it because you don't want to hear people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think you have to be very resilient to listen to complaints all day long. You're like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care. I don't care that you didn't get your steak well done. <laughs> yes. If you ordered a steak well done, you get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my, that would be my answer. You, get? <laughs> you go. You deserve that. You got to deserve it. <laughs> yep. So what's your, okay. So what's your next podcast idea? My next podcast idea. Um, what I learned about my family during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That one could get me divorced and disowned, <laughs> but how many people would have the same experiences of like, okay, I know everybody is not like putting on makeup for three hours in the bathroom. What are they doing? <laughs> I know when you last showered, I, you know, think yeah. about the things that you now know about your family during quarantine. And it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, it's not all bad things, but there's some funny things that you learn about these people who you're so close to mm -hmm. um, because now you're so close to them all the time. Um, I know a lot more about who my daughter's having conversations with, you know, because I can hear the calls. And yeah. these are probably calls that she would have had before, you know, in the car or, um, you know, just, you know, wherever she was, maybe hanging out after school and chatting. And now it's on the phone. Mm -hmm. um, so I hear, I overhear little snippets of this and that and the other. Um, I see, you know, I hear what she's, I hear what she's watching on TV. And you know, before it was, 
I, you know, she would come home late and then she would do her eat dinner and do her homework and then she would watch TV. Well, now because she's, um, doesn't have to be up so early, but we're having family dinner and then I can hear what she's watching in her room, which I didn't really, I, luck, luckily it's mostly like the office. <laughs> so, okay. All so right. Good, yeah. But, uh, but it's interesting. I'm learning things about her that I didn't, um, that I didn't really articulate or realize before, but I think that could be a really fun podcast um, where you have guests on who are willing to talk about things that they didn't know about their family and, you know, see who's going to be really brave to be honest <laughs> about some of the things that they learned. I learned family. about my family. Quarantine, yes. Family Quarantine Surprise Podcast Fun Show. Yes, I know. Well, I think coming out of the quarantine era, I think there's going to be a lot of um, uh, realizing who we are and who our people are. I think we'll be connected to people a little differently than we were before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's probably going to be some heartbreak of people going, okay, now that I'm not with you anymore, I have to tell you, I hate the way you do this and this and this, and do not clip your nails near me ever again. And <laughs> there's going to be some hard feelings. <laughs> would this happen after the quarantine or during the I quarantine? Think, I think it'll happen after. I think it'll happen, if happen it, after. If you do it during the quarantine and the person that your guest is talking about hears it while they're in quarantine, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> right. Right. That's that they you, you that, can't go anywhere. That could be quite miserable. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that probably there's going to be a lot of divorces and a lot of babies coming out of this quarantine. So, um, at the same time. yeah, all at the same time. I think that a similar thing happened after the financial crisis. There were a lot of people um, who just, you know, hunkered down and their families grew. And a lot of people who, when their, their lives sort of returned to normal, they were like, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm leaving or you're leaving, I'm kicking you out. So, um, I think we're going to see a lot of that coming out of this, but those are things that whatever is bubbling under the surface, people are not sharing with each other because why make things worse? So I think that could be some really interesting conversation on a podcast, but um, it potentially will get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. That's true. <laughs> it might be the thing that causes a lot of those divorces. Yeah, you thought we were fine, and then you had to tell everybody that I cut my toenails with my teeth. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yes. now, well, all those, now all 12 of Scotty's listeners know about it. <laughs> <laughs> super quarantine surprise, sad show. <laughs> That's right. I'm not sharing this with my family, by the way. Okay. <laughs> They are not hearing this. Don't tell them. So, so my last, my last um, stupid podcast idea. I'm so impolitic. Are you going to get any suggestions that are like completely on the straight and narrow on the show? I, I doubt it. <laughs> my last suggestion is completely impolitic. Kids reading books. Just like you little kids reading books. Yeah, you don't have kids, do you? No. So but I've seen kids on the street, so I know what they look like. You know what they look like. Quarter adults. 
And so when, when kids learn, when kids are in elementary school, starting with kindergarten and really going through about seventh or eighth grade, maybe even ninth grade, they're really that whole time they're learning to read. So they start with the, you know, the cat in the hat, the simple stuff, and then it gets a little more complicated, a little more intricate. Um, they start to introduce um, nonfiction and, um, you know, and, and longer, more intricate um, fiction, fictional narratives. So, um, and there's a, there definitely is an important process to it. It's really important for kids. Uh, we have long been told, read to your kids, as parents, read to your kids at bedtime. And if you read to your kids every night, they are more intellectual, they're more curious, they're, more, they're better readers, they're better students. Um, and they're actually, I think, better people because they spend time with you, they learn this process, their education is reinforced at home. But um, one of the things that educators will tell you to do is make sure that you let your kids read to you. And I will tell you as a parent, it's the hardest thing because you, you're really good at it for like maybe 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. and then it's like <laughs> Okay. Okay. I thought this was going to be like this heartwarming podcast where you're like, we let the kids read and you listen to it. And then, then you're like, like, oh, that's so cute. Okay, how I just like, read you okay, now? For 15 <laughs> minutes, you can deal with your kid's inability <laughs> to pronounce words. <laughs> and then it's done. So, yeah, there's, there are several things that as a parent I never loved. One was going to the playground. I hated the playground. My kids love the playground, but I, I don't know why. I just hated the playground. I mean, I took them, of course, but I mean, like, let's go to the playground. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, and then with the fun and the toys and the sand and the monkey bars, fine. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just that I got bored. You know, they would have a lot of fun, but it wasn't really fun for me standing around for half an hour, 45 they minutes. They should put some sort of, like, bar at the playground. Like well, a that would have helped. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Uh, uh, a coffee shop, something like that, you know. But I don't know. Often, one of the things I don't like about the playground is that you're also um, captive. You're sort of captive with other parents that are there. So right. if you don't have anything in common with them, or if it's you know nannies or babysitters there, you're like, okay, like for an hour. <laughs> watching your children on the jungle gym and all that. But that was, that was the two things that I really never loved in parenting was listening to my kids read and going to the playground with them. So that clearly puts me in the bad mom space. Totally. But, um, so, you know what I hated? Christmas. Kind of buy them presents. Bullshit. A stupid podcast idea because it's one that I think a lot of people would get very excited about, you know, um, connecting on the shared experience. Uh -huh. And then when they get there, they'd be like, oh, uh -huh. I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> well, I and think what you could do, you could call it like listening to my kids read, but the podcast could be about things that you have to do as a parent in order to be a, a good parent, or at least, you know, uh, you know, a little bit above horrible. Um, that you just don't want to do. And people could come on and maybe they could come on like either anonymously or they could just come on and be like, you know what? I swear to God, if I have another play date with an idiot parent, I'm going to ring somebody. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's that too. There, there's a book um, that was written, uh, I don't know, 
10 years ago or something, um, something to the effect of it's not the kids, it's other parents. It's like, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with other kids. It's their parents. And, um, there's so much truth to that because you meet these, these kids and they, you know, they can be like, they kick your child. They say, you're not allowed to play with us. They're mean or whatever. And then, um, and you're, and you're talking with these other parents and the other parents are horrified. And then you watch them go off and they're doing the same thing. They're like screaming at their kid and they're, you yeah. know, get your car right now. And you're like, Oh, now I know why that child acts that way. <laughs> That's why your child is horrible. It's your fault. Yes. It's always the parents. It's always the parents. So whatever's wrong with my kids, it's my fault, I'm sure. But um, we do our best. We do our best. You know, it's funny when I, t I think about listening to your kids read. And, of course, you have to do it. But it can be painful. And I think one of the, one of the things that actually is painful is watching someone learn a difficult lesson. And whether it's, you know, not to... To touch a hot stove or not to loan money to somebody who'll never pay you back or not to, you know, whatever it is, whatever that difficult lesson is, <laughs> you have to let people make their own mistakes, right? And so sometimes you got to let your kids stumble through the whole learning to read process and read out loud to you, and it just is painful. So, in my, in my brain, I'm picturing a loan shark like trolling your neighborhood, like. <laughs> Like handing out cash to like five year olds, <laughs> and yeah, then me on Wednesday, but <laughs> what? And then like, <laughs> and then like an eighteen year old cousin like going up to your ten year old, but hey man, I really just need fifty bucks for rent, man. I'll pay you back, and your ten year old's like, okay, and you're never getting that money back. You're like, what? <laughs> like, well, now you've learned a lesson. <laughs> That's right. Just the economics, just bad economics lessons taught to your preteen. Well, you know, or you tell them they want to buy something so bad. They see something in the store. Oh, they have to have it. You tell them, you know, that's really not a good thing. You, you know, you're going to buy that thing. You're going to take it home and open it. You're going to be very disappointed. And that's all they want. You're like, well, save your money. And they save their money and they get it home and they open it. And like two days later, they're like, Wow. That was really a waste of $20. I'm so sad that I spent my money on it. And, you know, they have buyer's remorse. And so... Um, that's life, buddy. Yep. And so that, again, that's like the difficult lesson. So <laughs> as a parent, you want to be, you want to be able to say, you know, I'm really sorry. Here's your $20 back. But you no. can't do that. You have to let them learn that lesson themselves. And so it, that's, I think, the hardest thing as a parent is letting them, letting them stumble and fall and get back up and brush themselves off and, and learn that lesson and learn how not to stumble and fall. And that's where the reading is. Although I will say, I, with all of the Zoom uh, broadcasts and the snippets of them being shown on television, especially like the morning news shows, um, I've seen some kids reading. And that was what made me think about this because my kids are, are teenagers. So they're not, you know, their reading is fine. They're pretty uh, good. Yeah. But you see the, you see these like five and six year olds, seven year olds reading and they're monotone and stumbling through and not using punctuation. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know the so people. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be heartwarming, Scotty. That's the whole point. I know. I know. In reality, I know. It's, I it's, find it painful. Like, <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> I think I like I like the idea of, of of a podcast that initially starts with you just being like, I hated when my kids would read to me, 
and then other parents <laughs> calling in or talking. And I think it works best if the parents, their kids are now teenagers because now they can say, you know, when my 14 year old was seven, he, you know, he started a small business and you know, he got in trouble with the mob and yeah, I don't know, whatever kids are learning these days, I don't know. but you know, like you gotta let them fail. I think that's important. But also yeah. the, 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 the cringe worthy like ish things you have to deal with, like, Oh, you're going to read. I can imagine if you did that podcast, I can imagine the hate mail you would get of people saying, you know, how can you, how can you say those things? How can you say that about your own child? You're a terrible parent. I just told you I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> I preface this with I'm a terrible parent. Mm -hmm. But I think you would get a lot of hate mail on a podcast like that, which would, and a lot of people would probably think it's a stupid podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, this is a stupid podcast, and yet I keep getting people to show up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Bring your stupid ideas. So, okay, so the first one, okay, first you had one about cats, just angry cats. Pissed cat. Pissed cat, which is, um, I think people would just uh, send you pictures or tell you stories about the time their cat got pissed for no goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one was, I should write these down. Complaints and complainers. Complaints and complainers where people will call in and say, hey, something bad happened to me. And 80% of the time you tell them that they're idiots and they should shut their pie holes and think more about the service industry and the people who deal with them on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, Omar, read the rules, stopping a jerk. Like stop being a jerk. Right? You, you reply, the, the sign off for every show would be, hey, stop being a jerk. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the next one is the, wait, what was the next one? Is, uh, what I learned about my family during quarantine. Oh, yes. What I learned about my family during quarantine. I a told sure, you a surefire way to up the divorce rate. It should be sponsored by lawyers. That's what I think. That, oh my gosh. Yes. If you need a divorce lawyer to sponsor your podcast, you're, you're set. Sponsored by LegalZoom. Yeah. <laughs> LegalZoom. Is this a thing? Didn't he die? Yes. Anyway. And then finally, and then Scotty, finally hates Scotty hates her children and all the joy they bring. Kids reading books. Kids, reading, kids books. reading books. A podcast where parents tell Scotty about things that their kids do that is annoying as fuck. <laughs> we commiserate over the lessons we must teach our children that are really painful and unfun, like listening to your kids reading books mommy <laughs> i'm gonna read war and peace to you oh my god <laughs> i know right let's, oh, oh my god you just with the wind <laughs> you just barely got through horton here's a who <laughs> oh this is gonna be a rough 10 minutes before you give up crying <laughs> there you go <laughs> Woo. Uh, thank you so much scotty for sharing your your insane ideas um, I, I, I think that the, I like the parent one, I think the parent one will, uh, will get you a lot of hate mail, but I like the idea of parents just like talking about things that, you know, I see people on Facebook. I love my children and everything about them. I know that there are things that your children are doing, or you have to teach your children, or you have to deal with it. Your children are doing that is driving you nuts. And you know why? Because you're human. And God, right. I know you love your kids, but you're <laughs> probably dicks sometimes. <laughs> Woo!
They, they can certainly have their moments like everyone. Like everyone. <laughs> everyone is a jerk sometimes or inconsiderate or just annoying. Yep. And when you think I mean, about it, they have mushy brains. They don't know they're annoying. <laughs> God bless the little kids with their mushy little brains. <laughs> Thanks again, Scotty, for being on the Well, Roberto, thank you for for having me as your guest. I enjoy being here, and I I would hope to come back sometime and let's talk about cars. Yes, we will definitely. We can we can do a cars podcast version where we yeah. just have really bad we can car talk about stupid cars. We can or just stupid cars. Or you can just have a podcast about stupid cars. Here are all the cars. Here's all the reasons why you shouldn't have bought a '90s Ford Escort. Reason number one: <laughs> '90s Ford Escort. <laughs> There were a lot of stupid cars on the road. There are fewer now, but there were. There was a time when there were a lot of stupid cars on the road. Manufacturing was still um, not so hot. <laughs> just lazy. People are they were just, they, they, companies didn't care. Uh, thank you very much for being on the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty is the founder of A Girl's Guide to Cars, a great site that talks to the ladies about cars in a way that isn't, I don't know, it's just like how you should talk to people about cars. Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, um, half our audience is male and we talk in very plain speak and no jargon and um, <clears throat> no in, like enthusiast conversation. So, which is really where a lot of uh, automotive brands are. Um, so we, it's very, and our, our mission is to make every reader feel confident uh, in the knowledge that they have about the car when they go to a dealership to shop. That's true. Cause most people are not enthusiasts. Most people have no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about nineties Ford Escorts and their inability not to blow their head gasket. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That it's is the uh, thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things you learn from experience yeah, yeah. right <laughs> exactly uh thank you again for watching uh there will be a new episode of the stupid podcast ideas podcast every tuesday and thursday until people just don't want to talk to me anymore about their children reading to them thanks again bye-bye <laughs>